Welcome to another episode of the Child Care Bar and Grill Podcast. I'm Jeff Johnson coming to you live from upstairs studios at the Intergalactic Headquarters of Explorations <laughs> Early Learning. I'm here with Danita Dinger and Lisa Murphy. Today we're talking about adventures. Adventures. Ooh, adventures. adventures. The thing is... Ah. Um, Last night, preparing for this podcast... We uh, had an adventure. We had an adventure. There were wigs involved. And uh, we decided there's going to be a couple more uh, podcast adventures. We're looking at a shots podcast, which will be a short little thing that uh, we will be do um, periodically. You might get something from any one of us, but it'll just be a short little thing. And another thing we're looking at uh, putting out there in the podcast universe is something we're going to call Lisa's Book Report. And uh, Lisa, you want to tell us a little bit about what that's going to be? Well, we wanted to get some feedback from some of the folks that um, were on Facebook and, you know, sending us some things that they were thinking about. And I one day just on a whim tossed out there. So, you know, who's reading the book reports that I'm writing about the books that I've been reading? And then somebody said, well, what about what about recording them? And people were pretty, pretty straightforward with their desire. Well, or maybe their lack of desire is a better word. Um, that they, they didn't really want to read the book. They didn't want to necessarily even print out the book report and read the book report, but they said that they would be willing to listen to us read the book reports. So we took that a step further and printed out all the book reports, and we're going to start recording them, and then you can listen to them at your leisure. And I think that's a great idea because uh, one thing we've heard from people that have been listening to the Child Care Bar and Grill is that they like to listen on their commutes or when they're exercising or in their free time. And, you know, a lot of people don't have the time to sit down and read 300 pages of a book. Exactly, exactly. And being on a plane, as often as you all know that I am, I do have that what that ability to read that, to condense it, and put it out there for you. Because see, people like me just love you for that, Lisa. Thank you. Because <laughs> you don't read, right? I read. I'm kind of a smut girl, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, and I need to clear the brain reading, and those those kinds of books will get my brain just going. And my only time to read is before I fall asleep. And then if my brain's going, there's not going to be any sleep for Danita. So therefore, I I read. Well, and waste I, your time books. I don't want to overthink the whole process, but I also think that it goes after the auditory learners, which I know that I will often unintentionally overlook because it's not my preferred learning style. So I think we're going to make the effort to reach out and grab it. I think it's going to work out good. And, and maybe if you could draw some pictures for Danita. I will also, draw Danita some pictures. That would be little great because I'm, I'm a little visual. Books. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so on, on to other adventures. Um, Lisa? Adventures. Adventures. I gotta. I gotta. I got I think you should tell us about. Re, tell us about when your vi- your vehicle was on fire. Oh, that was quite an adventure. Um, we were doing uh, one of our first gigs up in Canada, and we decided because we live in Rochester, New York. So we said, okay, here we'll we'll quote unquote save some money. We'll drive up to the Toronto Hilton. We'll stay overnight and then fly from Toronto up to wherever. I think we're going to Fredericton. Fredericton, I think we were. And uh, so, oh my gosh, this is like a 15-minute story, so I'm trying to condense it in my head. So we, we get there, we go to bed, we wake up, and we're down in the lobby. Tom's like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go get the car. And at the time, we had a big Suburban, uh, totally kind of kind of not tricked out, but like nice rims. It was a nice. Did you have spinners on it? Uh, we did not have spinners, but we had the little whirly wig in the back and the nice chrome rims on the tires. Anyway, okay, so it was nice. It vroomed. Truck testicles? It vroomed. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not safe for work. Um, so Tom, so, so I'm sitting in the lobby waiting for Tom, and all of a sudden I hear him coming back into the lobby because at the time, I, I mean, I could tell his walk. I heard him, and I'm looking. He doesn't even look at me. He goes right to the desk, 
and says, I need to speak to the manager. Now, in my head, all of a sudden, I'm like, there's only one possible thing that could be happening here, and it must be that the car has been stolen. I instantly reach down and pick out a notebook, and I started writing down everything that's in the car. Now, we're getting ready to go to the gig, so I'm thinking, if the car's gone, I got nothing. I had just bought a brand new expensive microphone. We had a new charge a Visa machine thing. Anyway, so I'm like, I'm just making a list. I'm like, oh my gosh, because there's nothing to do. I mean, you can't, it's spilt milk, right? So sure enough, that is what had happened. So Tom Murphy comes over, he's like, the car's gone, and I gotta file a police report. So we instantly just went into triage mode. They're like, so you get to the airport, you go up and do the gig, I'll fly up at some point today, but we gotta figure this out. I'm like, okay. So we found out that the car got stolen and got set on fire. The provincial police found the Suburban. Um, it was about three hours away or some crazy business like that, and it was engulfed in flames. So I'm at the airport, and he texts me, and he calls me or whatever, and he's like, well, they found the Suburban. I'm like, fantastic. He goes, but it's engulfed in flames. <laughs> and I'm like, engulfed in flames? They're like, yeah, it is actually still burning as we speak. They can't even put the fire out because well, it is so hot. Well, that vinegar and baking soda well, in there, that's sure. We had a full tank of gas because we drove up to Toronto. All the baking soda, all the vinegar, all the electronics. <laughs> And we could laugh about it now, you know, but at the time it was like, oh, oh my gosh. So we got up to the gig and, and then Tom, you know, filed all the police reports and everything. And, and there was this eerie, odd humorness sense of like sick humor. Yeah. So at the gig, now I have nothing. So I'm literally like pantomiming the workshop and, and I'm like, come on, you're creative people. You can see me holding the flubber in my hands. It's dripping <laughs> and, and it's dripping and it's oozing and I'm holding it. And so the the whole day the with the with the gig, the joke was I would love to be able to show you this, but it's engulfed in flames. <laughs> I would love to be able to read you this book, but it's engulfed in flames. So then, so the car was engulfed in flames. And then, so we do the gig and we get back to Toronto. And as we get back to Toronto, we're like, oh God, we, we have no way to get home. We didn't know how to, we, we were stranded. So we joked that, you know, we were going to be like with our rolly bags, our carry-ons, which had been up in the room. We we're going to like walk across Just the walk border across. and look like some immigrants <laughs> coming over. Because they passed the new law that you could you could only go across the border if you, you needed a passport, yeah. is what I'm saying. So like we couldn't even just call because not everybody we knew had a passport. So we were able to rent a car and, and drive back home. But then the insurance people sent us pictures of the car. And, and actually, for this, when you put this one up, I can get you pictures oh, good, of the car. Oh, good, because we want pictures. Is it actually, is it the smoldering it car? Is the, the... Is the, once the, the fire burnt out. Oh, that's good. So it's this charred, it looks like a charcoal suburban. It, oh it was brutal. It was the week before Thanksgiving. <laughs> and it was, I mean. Oh, that's we, perfect timing it was for the turkey. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was hilarious. We laugh about it to this day. Engulfed in flames. <laughs> well, that's, that's one of the awesome things about adventures is, well, you're going through them, you may think, oh, Oh, this crap. is so inconvenient. But the reality is afterwards, you end up with some good stories to tell. Danita, you had any adventures? No, because I should have been thinking about that, but I was too busy listening to Lisa. So <laughs> give me a couple minutes here. We'll be back. We <laughs> have a list of adventures. Oh, Don't you, come gosh. on. We start. I have a list of every of like my airport adventures. Don't you have oh, a little I, list? I just love oh, watching no, tell, people in the airport. Danita. Tell your adventure story about your your flight to uh, your flight home from. Uh, oh, my flight home from the Great lack Falls of bathroom. The bathroom first of situation. all, first of all, I, I'm I'm fairly new to this flying to places. I've driven to more places than I've flown, so I get maybe a little uptight about the flying thing. I want to make sure that I'm there in time, especially when I'm heading home. I want to make sure I get catch that six o'clock a.m. flight, so I'm home with my family by noon. So I was there at the at the crack of dawn before the airport employees were there. And sitting, waiting. Finally, the ticket 
head up, and I'm like, sweet, I'm going to beat all the people through security and just go sit down and probably take a nap because I was exhausted. I go to security. The people aren't there yet. And there are signs up that say there are no restrooms past security. Now, just to paint this picture for you, it is an itty-bitty baby airport, as Lisa itty calls bitty. it. Itty-bitty baby airport. So it's not that huge a deal. Who's the cute little airport? Who's the cute little airport? This is a cute little airport. However, the one in Bozeman's a little cuter. But this one's not too bad. But anyway, so... I sit and wait and wait and wait. Finally, I have to go to the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom. I'm getting ready to go through security. And I'm like, oh, I still have 40 minutes. Now I'm not going to go through quite yet. By the time I went through, then I'm stuck in this big, long line. The lady's panicking because we're not going to get through in time because everybody was waiting because everybody has to go to the bathroom and nobody wants to use the, the Everybody airport. poops. Everybody yeah, poops. Yeah, yeah. And so then we finally get through security, and I'm sitting there, and my nose is tickling, and it's tickling. And it's tickling, and I start sneezing, and it dawns on me that there's this businessman who decided to apparently wear an entire jar of his cologne. And I'm thinking, well, at least, you know, I'm going to walk right by you in first class, and I'll be just fine with my squished seat in the back. Well, guess who the heck is sitting in front of me, kitty corner, across the aisle? There's Mr. Cologne Man. Then across the aisle from me is this sweet little girl, oh, to be four I am years Mr. old. Mr. Cologne. Yes, exactly. <laughs> cologne Man, it needs echoing. Um, can Cologne you do that? Cologne, no, man. no, no, man, 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 man. So this sweet little girl across the aisle goes, Mommy, my nose is tickling. Mommy, what's making my nose tickle? And I looked across at her like, I'm with you, honey. I am so with you Did on you this one. Did you point to the man in front of you? Well, and I had I had gummies, I would have so given them to her every time she said it because it was absolutely hilarious. But... That's not the worst, and I didn't post this on Facebook because. Oh, so this is this is well, wait. This is oh, an this, is, this is an exclusive release because I kind of, I kind of la- chuckled at the mother across the aisle from me the, who sanitized the entire seat. She took <laughs> oh, out I've been on the flight with her <laughs> and wiped down everything. I've never seen such a thing. So I'm across the aisle, totally feeling nasty and dirty as I'm licking my fingers <laughs> and touching everything I can just to nasty her out. And, I mean, honestly, so. The flight takes off. The man in front of me, kitty corner from me, so not directly in front, but in the same side of the airplane. But that kitty corner one, so when he reclines his seat, I can clearly see him. And he is Grizzly Adams on a bad day. I mean, just a nasty-looking person. And I'm just thinking, thank God I'm not by him. Are you and wishing Cologne Man to go, like, rub up against well, him? Well, it was kind of a blessing, Cologne Man. And by that point, my nose had adjusted. It was kind of like when I worked at Subway. My clothes reeked of green pepper. But I couldn't smell them anymore after so long. So I, I couldn't smell Cologne Man anymore. And now my focus was on Grizzly Adams. Well, Grizzly Adams <coughs> apparently gets a tickle in his throat. But he's not content with just your normal <coughs> polite <coughs> clear your throat on the airplane. No. He does this big old. <coughs> nice. And I'm not exaggerating, people. And spits it into a Kleenex. Oh, God. Oh, it's worse. And investigates it. And he's looking at it, and he's holding it up, and really just looking into what he had just hacked from deep, deep somewhere. I Did don't you know. ask for it to give it to Jeff? It to was. Put in the I jar? was gagging. I, mean, I could hardly even stand it. Did. It. Did you see a hunk? Like so, like a hunk of no, lung? No, no. I no. It was. It was hunk a hunk was, of burning lung. Yeah, hunk a burning lung. <laughs> 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 That's hey, good. Hey, like baby. That. Like so that. a hunk a hunk of burning lung. Oh, so then I thought. 
I wanted to ask the lady that I originally made fun of in my brain for some wipes so I could wipe down my space because now, knowing that that could go out in an airplane, I just might become a seat wiper. Oh, my gosh. Our mm-hmm. most recent adventures is, is Tasha's been traveling with me more. So, like, the last five weeks we've been at conferences we've done, we've been going on date nights when we got a free night because we're driving a lot of places and a a couple weeks ago in Chicago, we decided and we're going to go to the adventure and the adventure van. van, the creepy adventure van. A couple weeks ago in Chicago, we uh, decided we got we got, we're going to go to dinner. We're going to go to Second City, catch a show. Show sucked, but we sat. It's a dinner theater thing. Sat next to this great couple. They were, they just met in person physically earlier that day when she picked them up at the airport. Uh, well, internet relationship. Well, yeah, yeah online, online. online for like oh, ten seriously? years. They were they were both divorced. Um, just neat people. He was a high school teacher in. Uh, in one of the Carolinas and flown in for their weekend together. And so we start talking to them. And then the the way you make friends in, in at Second City is to say, hey, you guys want a shot? And so uh, we all four had a shot, and we got to be very friendly. And that made the show a little bit better. And then the show's over, and they're like, well, we're going over to, I can't remember the name of this, this dueling piano bar down down the street. They said, well, come with us. And I, okay, because we've been there on date night a piece before. And, and so we go down there with them, and we were expecting, you know, we'll go out until 10 o'clock, and we'll be on the road early oh, in the no. morning. And we ended up at the piano bar until, like, 1, and had to drag ourselves out of bed in the morning to get to Toronto for our gig where nothing was stolen or caught <laughs> or set fire. on fire. And see how that all tied together. And it's it did a very nice. There. Yeah. And so now that's that's some good stories we got, but what... Now, if there were s'mores involved in this story, that would be we, perfect. How do we tie adventure into early learning? Because maybe we should touch on that. Well, my I will tell you this, and, and I don't know if I've ever shared this before. It's not, it's not something very amazing, but... Another exclusive. It's an exclusive release. When I was a little girl, and many of you know that I've wanted to do this since I was small, I actually have a piece of paper that I wrote probably when I was like nine or ten years old, and it said on it, we are learning through adventure at Lisa's Nursery School. And when I was in my undergrad program, we had to design kind of your ideal situation, and I called it Lisa's Nursery School, threw it out, Lisa's Nursery School, and had that tagline. And when we first started the company, the company was called Learning Through Adventure. And it stuck with us. Now the whole gooey thing came up and people just started referring to us as that. And so we just decided to change the corporation name. But originally that was Learning Through Adventure. So, you know, what is that? You know, learning through what? Explorations. I mean, and that ties into your your name, you know, play counts. I mean, it's the idea of being adventurous in an adventurous, I, I think if you're, if you're, your desire to pursue adventures is supported by the adults that are in that space. But but what could be an adventure to a little kid is could be very different than an adult adventure. And I mean that in a totally, you know, appropriate yeah. way. But but you know, kids just when they think you can't see them hiding behind the shed, you know, digging in the dirt. I mean, it doesn't need to be this kind of blown up huge extravaganza. It can be very, very simple, but still feel like an adventure. And I think we need to remember that. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I talked in one of the earlier podcasts about uh, uh, the adventure walks we go on sometimes. Mm-hmm. And the kids have total control over which direction we go and everything. And and down the street here, you saw yesterday they're building a new, a new school. Uh, when they were clearing out the houses there a year or two ago, they had the big machinery down there oh, and one yeah. of our adventure walks we ended up it, it was a, a day they weren't working and we were we were standing in the in the scoops of the front end loaders and and trying to reach the top of the tires and, and just this tiny little stuff well but, and 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 i think as the adults who are facilitating those experiences if we keep our sense of adventure kind of heightened 
you know, and I'm thinking to what you just said, uh, one year for my birthday, I made a list of all the things I wanted to do that year. And one of them was right on a bulldozer. And we did a gig in Vegas when all that construction was going on. I have pictures of me. I mean, the, it was, nobody was there. It was like a Saturday night or Sunday or whatever. And Tom took these pictures of me, like totally like, woo, you know, I'm in a bulldozer. And with, was that an adventure? Sure it was, you know. Uh, I, I I didn't. I haven't gotten to ride on a bulldozer, but I I did get to ride in the back of a garbage truck. You yes. did. I, I, I went for a walk. I went at the ended up at the at the, the coffee shop, and and the garbage truck pulls up, and and one of the garbage truck guys come in. He doesn't doesn't have any cash with him, and and I'm like, I'll I'll buy you, I'll buy your coffee if you give me a ride home on <laughs> oh, the back I love of your it. garbage truck. And he's like, well, sure. okay. So it's like just black coffee. Oh my god. And, and it's it's about a six block ride they gave me, but. Damn, they got going too because they. I mean, so they you were just hanging on in the back, on the back, like they do. Wow. Yeah. And that was yeah, it was good. I, <laughs> that was good times. No pictures, but and, and and so when you get to ride in the back of a garbage truck before some. So we in have the morning, no proof of this, other than no, you got word. no proof. Mm. But uh, mm. I'll do you believe him? Try to I don't redo know. it. I don't know. Oh, look When's at trash smile. day here? How many days am I in town? When's trash <laughs> no, day? Yeah, yeah, just about yeah, every day. Yeah. Depending. How, many how long do you have to hang out at a coffee shop before the garbage <laughs> truck man comes in and doesn't well, have any money? If a garbage man, tra- if you're going to pick me up, you, all, you guys will get picked up a lot I think the thing me. we forget about, too, sometimes, a lot of people overlook the fact that everything is an adventure to a true. young child. True. Everything. True. Everything. I, I think of my littles, they... I mean, oh my God, they'll pile into an apple box and they're heading to Target for shopping because their adventure is to do what moms do. Mm-hmm. Or I have the ones that go on the space adventures or dragons are a huge thing. Fairies are ugh, gigantic at my house right now. And just the little adventures that they go on in their in their minds all the time. I, I just, oh, I just love being, I just kind of erase myself into the wall. I have my camera and I'm, I document what goes on and amazing things happen if we can just step back and let children go and listen and appreciate that as an adventure is learning. Okay, but here's here's the problem. We apparently can't do that because, mm. let's face it, there, there's regulations and policies and programs all over the place that are weeding out opportunities for adventure. Because in some programs, if you if you want to do something adventurous, you end up breaking somebody's rule. Right. The kids the kids can't go behind the shed in the yard and dig because they're out of, out of your out of your line, line of, of sight. sight. And 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 then we've we've I think we've I don't scared the adventure out of a lot of well I think this this is the slippery on? slope to I think uh, any conversation about danger and dangerous and the rules and the regs and which is something that I think all of us have been dancing around since we've started doing this. But you know. I get tongue-tied because my brain goes in 99 different directions. But, you know, what is dangerous? And does is why do we equate ad- something adventurous with something potentially being dangerous? Where does that come from? And how much is of an adult? If we, if we do not have a sense of adventure, do we shut things down that unnecess- unnecessarily? Yeah, and I, th- I, think we, I think we do. And I think, I think in some places that's done intentionally because, let's face it, kids are easier to control when they're not feeling adventurous and it's when they get oh, to sc- I see where you're going and when they get to school we, we just when we kind of prune that out of them in the early years they get to school and it, it's really easy to get them to stand in line and, and walk single file from class to class with uh, because they just kind of they just kind of give up I think um, and that kind of breaks my heart because mm-hmm. they've been told so many times nope that's dangerous and it- for me, you need a little danger. How are you ever going to know how to handle danger if you're never given any opportunities 
Well, I really like that book. Something dangerous. That fifty dangerous things you should let your children do. Oh, that came been, out a couple years ago, and we you, filmed most of them. Uh, yeah, you? we filmed them and put them up on YouTube. And one of the things that I started saying in the workshops is that it's not necessarily a checklist. <laughs> you know, that you don't. It's not necessarily a list of things to go out and do. I actually think it's a little bit more of a social commentary. When half of the things in there, you go, "Wow, what what has happened now that this that rolling down a hill is something that is considered." Dangerous. Yeah, and, and that would have to be an adventure. Oh, but Lisa, that would you could nowadays. just get going so fast, you just never know what could possibly. You never know what. Could you better happen. bubble wrap them first. Bubble yeah. wrap them and then roll <laughs> them down. <laughs> Actually, that would, that would be I fun. I just might do Let's that. Let's do that. Write in, that down. In, uh, the big ones too, not those little teeny. Bits. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. The big ones. In Clarksville, Tennessee, a couple weeks ago, we stopped to visit uh, my buddy Michelle, who's been doing our drinks with Michelle uh, uh, segments, and in her play area, she's got a maple tree, and they've some of those close to the surface roots that maple trees get sometimes oh. she got she got in a little bit of trouble because uh, somebody could trip over them no no and no, 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 no. well but how are you going to learn not to trip on the roots of trees mm-hmm. if you don't if trip you... on the roots of trees every once in a while well the re- the resilience component too that i i like to talk about you know you don't know that you can get back up again if you've never fallen down which right. doesn't mean that right. we push them right this right. is the important part this, <laughs> Danita. hey buddy boom, <laughs> boom now get back up you're resilient learn learn go, learn go. now run 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 roots 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 high knees high knees high knees go 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 but see roots can be snakes which could be an adventure yeah roots are good but know. we had to learn when i was living out in southern california i mean this time of year may june especially if it was a hot spring you had to learn how to watch for snakes so it it's it's not that you you wrote down on your lesson plan that this week we're we're learning gonna learn about snakes. We're learning Speaking of snakes, a friend of mine, the food program lady, is just leaving her house, and a baby snake goes across the floor. In her, she lives on a farm, so those things yes. happen. So the licensor had an adventure. So yeah, so then she grabs the tongs from the Dollar Tree, best tongs in the world, and she snags the snake while the. Food program lady is holding the kids back from this horrible, you know, harmless gardener snake oh, yeah, that yeah, the kids yeah. were so excited. But seriously. Well, and they talked about it probably the rest of the day. Yeah. Is that hilarious? What are the chances? As she's leaving the house, it's all over. It's done. She passed and the snake. Well, wiggling I, hope she, the I hope she didn't have any problems with the paperwork just because there was a snake. Snake, snake was well, eating the They weren't eating the snake. But you can't right. claim a snake right. as long as you don't right. claim well, the snake. Well, now, how much protein would there be? Oh, well, yeah. there's no ingredient list, so no, you can't. You cannot <laughs> claim it. Well, you got to worry about no where, where it was, was, it, was it processed and a USDA-approved exactly. site right, right, and all that kind right. of stuff. Out in uh, out Jackson Hole, we were out there. There's a program. They they go out in the Teton National uh, Park and do adventure, like three, six-hour, three six mile hikes whatever however far out there with the kitchen they've been doing it for like decades and the organization that uh owns the program has told them they can't do that anymore it's too too dangerous and so so these but kids, what are they saying is dangerous the whole it, well something bad could happen and, well, and i said yeah, well I has, has anything something bad, bad could happen well, if yeah. you that park argument. your car in toronto yeah I exactly mean, something exactly. bad i could, could get hit anytime. by a bus today when yeah. i leave here yeah yeah, yeah. and it should as could as and so it's just fear is it because we're such a happy world the staff, their feeling is, well, these kids live in this Here. environment. They need to learn how to survive and thrive oh, yeah. and function in this environment. And this is a teaching tool for us. But because of the liability, because of the fear of being sued by a parent, all that kind of stuff, the bigger organization has said, no, we can't wow. do that. And then the other thing is, I said, well, 
let me help you make some noise about there because there's all kinds of information out there that says, hey, this kind of stuff is good for kids. And, and they were about ready to, to let me pull the trigger on that. And then it was, uh, no, we just want to deal with repercussions from the higher-ups. And so, and so those kids, future, future kids in that program, are going to lose out on that. So uh, we're running out of time. Anybody got a couple of last comments for, uh, for our adventure segment? Well, maybe it, maybe for another segment we can talk about some of the literal travel adventures that we've had. We could share oh, some yeah. of that. Oh, I think, I, yeah. I the feel pros and cons of coming to yeah. speak to you all. Yeah. <laughs> the, the <laughs> some of our adventures en route to you. Oh, I think yes. so. And, and I think yeah. that's something people have and asked maybe for maybe one totally too. on danger, too. Yeah. I'm Jeff Johnson with Danita Dinger and Lisa Murphy. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm not going to say it this time. As I'm quick looking at the list to see if they Bye-bye. choose on there because I didn't look at it before I came. <laughs>